your marriage feels more like The Walking Dead than Sleepless in Seattle, it's time for the Legendary Marriage Podcast. We're your hosts, Danielle and Justin Williams, and we know that marriage is hard work. And we believe it can be an adventure full of laughter, fun, and building a connection that lasts. So we're on a mission to inspire and challenge you to live the adventure of a legendary marriage. Welcome to the Legendary Marriage Podcast, Season 1, Episode 19, where we talk about marriage cliches and the damage they do. Here we go. All right. So apparently tomorrow we're going to look at a bunch of old rusty cars. Is that what we're doing? Uh, We are. (laughs) Awesome. So at dinner tonight, Dad says, what about... Dad? Oh, that was weird. Yeah. Who's your daddy? That was really creepy. Who's your daddy? Come on. (laughs) Answer. Who's your daddy? De- Devin McConnell. Okay, this that that's just not gonna work. <laughs> that's just not gonna work. This is why we don't do we don't do that. Like what what do they call that? Naughty talk. Dirty talk. Yeah, that's why we don't do stuff <laughs> like that because it, it always because it confuses me. <laughs> yeah, Daniel gets easily confused. <laughs> no, well, you said <sighs> to the girls tonight we're gonna go to a show where we look at some old cars. And the girls were really confused. They're like, Dad, why do you want to go look at a bunch of rusty old cars? That's just weird. But yeah. it's a classic car show. Classic car show, yeah. So I'm I'm kind of along the same lines as the girls. Like, I'm not sure I get it. Like, we need to make sure it's free. Well, whatever. I'm just wondering. Because <laughs> I'm not paying money to go look at To look at old, old cars. cars. <laughs> you were just saying it was going to be fun. Now, I'm curious, genuinely I, curious. I don't know that it'll actually be fun, but in my head, it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So assuming it's going to be fun, what is it that you Will like Will it be about... enough fun to justify the, the drive all the way out there and the drive all the way home? It might be a wash. If it was just us and it was an excuse to jump on a motorcycle and, oh, and go out there and there back, it would, it would, I'd be like, oh, heck yes, we're totally doing that. But but here's my question, though. What is it that you like about looking at classic cars? Because oh they gosh. all kind of look the same to me. It's art. It's art. It's art? Yeah. Okay, no offense to the Mustang owners out there, but every classic car show... People bring their Mustangs, like their 80s, 90s, 2000s, and, and 20, <laughs> 2013 Mustangs. And it's like, they all look the same. They're all over the road. Like, nobody cares. Like, I don't care. Whoa, I shouldn't say nobody cares. Whoa. I don't care. Obviously, somebody cares. Uh, don't get me wrong. Mustangs are interesting vehicles. They have a, they have a, a wild history, a great, great story. You know, they're great cars. Um, but, like... We don't need to see 35 of them in one of, a lineup at the at the at the car show. One of my favorite songs, Mustang Sally. Sure, sure. Um <laughs> if you're talking about like a 60s Mustang, great. 70s, sure. You know, it, it's just it's the it's the, you know, the 80s when they they turned into basically it was an escort. <laughs> with That's a, harsh. with a horse sticker on it. 
That's a harsh, harsh comment, honey. Wow. My yeah. thing about the shows is I don't understand. Like, sometimes they put, like, all kinds of weird props on the car. Like, they, like they'll have, like, stuffed dolls that are, like, peering in the window. Or... Oh, that's just creepy. But you know I, what I'm I, talking no, about. I, I, yeah. Oh, to- they totally do that. Or they'll it, put like a teddy bear that's like driving the car or something. You're like, what Whatever. the heck is up? <laughs> but it's interesting because you know the generation that really has a fondness for the classic cars. And when I say classic cars, I mean anything from Model mm-hmm. A mm-hmm. to 70s, really. Right, the classic cars, okay. the muscle cars, the the antique vehicle. Mm-hmm cars that you know things like that the people that that love those and have made car shows such a big thing in this country are most of them older you mean like retirees they're retirees and oh and i mean people who are in their 70s 80s 90s and older and uh, i i'm curious to see how that whole world shifts in the next in the next couple mm. decades, do you know many because guys your age that do yeah, I know classic a car? I, I know some that like you know their dads did it and or were interested in it and and so they have an interest in it and so it's something that's passed down. But I also know that um, amongst uh, kids, I'll say kids who are in their teens and twenties now, they largely they don't care about cars. Hmm. <laughs> Except for driving he, them. No, they didn't even care about driving them. What do you mean? There, there's a lot of folks who just eat, don't really care about driving them. Like kids aren't as interested. They'd rather have a, they'd rather have the latest smartphone than than a car payment. Well, you could always call Uber. And you can call Uber and things like that. So it's just, it, it'll be interesting to see what happens with that. Yes, this is the Legendary Marriage Podcast, not the classic cars, people... <laughs> car ramp, talk. Car t- it's not car talk. <laughs> but I was just interested Don't drive in like my brother. Don't drive like my brother. Okay. There'll be like <laughs> 40% of our audience that actually gets that reference. I'm in the 60. <laughs> but All right, no, so... No, in this podcast, we wanted to talk about... Married people cliches. Oh. Now, Justin cliches and I Cliches like they go to bed at 8.30? No. Justin and I are not big fans of cliches in general, and especially married people cliches. Now, the reason this was brought up was because a man that Justin was speaking with used a cliche. Yeah. And he was recounting the story, and I was like, my blood was just boiling, and I was feeling like there was, you know, tarantulas crawling on my skin, and it was just... Okay, thanks for (laughs) setting me up for nightmares tonight. (laughs) All that said, not a big fan of the cliché. How about you, honey? You a fan of the cliche? No, I, I <laughs> mean, I, I don't like, I don't even like personality assessments largely. And I'm a coach, <laughs> right? Like, we'll do a personality assessment. I, I do on them. You, I do them. I use them. I find them. They can be valuable, but I'm not a big fan of anything where somebody creates this overly simplified um, explanation of something. 
right? Where they boil it all down to something. Uh, Nobody puts baby in a corner. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't like those those the ball and chain cliche, the 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 nagging wife cliche, the happy wife, happy life. Yeah, the clueless husband. Oh my gosh! Speaking of the clueless husband, this is one of Justin's least favorite. Of course, is the clueless husband. Now, don't get me wrong. I have laughed my butt off at everybody the loves Simpsons. I was supposed to say at everybody loves Raymond. No, I never really liked that show. What? Okay, but what I was going to say was Peppa Pig. The girls love that show. Yeah, and the dad is always a total doof in every episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, where do you tell your kids like? Sorry, honey, we're not watching this show where this dad is a total idiot. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. There, There's a whole. We could yeah, do another podcast whole, on yeah, a whole the dads being portrayed as doofs. Mm-hmm. But my my uh, one that I, I would like to deconstruct some of the cliches. Yeah, let's take a look at a couple of them. Um, because, because man, they, they just bug us. And so we wanted to talk about them in a way that maybe we can, maybe we can get somewhere with this. We can learn a little. little yeah. So let's take, let's take a look. Now here's my, here's my question for you. What do you think when people say a cliche, um, is it just like a, you know, a harmless, you know, a little, no little comment here or there, or just to be funny or whatever, when somebody makes a comment like that, I think, oh, they, they're they not in a good place in their marriage. Oh, okay. Or I think, wow, they're really insecure and they're trying to cover it up. Hmm. Or, but it's just such a part of everyday speak. It is. That yeah, I don't it think, absolutely is. I don't think people really think much about it. I don't think they're trying to be hurtful or harmful. They're just trying to... Say something, you know, not too vulnerable, yeah. not too telling. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, ha, ha, ha. Let's have a quick, quick yucky yuck laugh about something. Well, my favorite is, actually, it's my least favorite, is the happy wife, happy life thing. <sighs> because it's like, yeah. but at the heart of it, I think there's some good in it. Um. If you talk about so so hold on hold on don't don't get to the good part yet I want to kind of you want to rip it I want right. to rant on this one a little bit all right rant happy wife happy life this I hear guys say this and essentially what it means is they're they're refusing to take leadership or ownership oh. for in their part of their relationship oh dang of their life right you're forfeiting. <laughs> Your leadership role. And when I say leadership, like Danielle and I are co-leaders in our family. Sure. In pretty much every respect. Mm-hmm. We have different strengths. We have we diff- have different weaknesses. We have different areas that we that we each kind of contribute specifically in. Sure. Um, but when a guy says, oh, you know, whatever, happy wife, happy life, it's this forfeiture of his his leadership in the relationship. It's it's like Oh, whatever. I give up. I can't make her happy, so I'll just do whatever she wants. I don't know what the heck she wants. I, I I give up. So it's like this resignation, or it's like he just doesn't even really give a crap. 
Whoa, that's pretty harsh. Yeah. Are we going to own that, up to... That's what it says. Are like, we, we laugh. Like- we go, happy wife, happy life. Ha, 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 ha. Oh, yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have to sound like a... But underneath it, underneath it, it it's it's incredibly... Uh, it's incredibly disrespectful to oneself and to the nature of, of a, of a healthy relationship, which is co-active, like the both of us contributing. I want to, I want to throw something out here for you. Cause I, I feel like if somebody's tuning in right now, they feel like, man, those people are super judgmental. We are, <laughs> we absolutely are. But oh I gosh. think my my contention is that most times <laughs> people say things without um, like yeah, giving any weight about it. weight to it whatsoever. It's just like you know you're just saying like so you work you're working hard or you're hardly working just to have something. Am I to right say. or am I right or am I right 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 right? <laughs> We're parrots. We are. We live in a marketing-driven culture, and we're parrots. So when we see or hear something enough enough times, we end up just saying just it, repeating it. Well, I, I'm just I'm going to say that the happy wife, happy life thing may be, um, you know, scriptures call call us to submit to your wife as Christ as the church, and you know that whole yeah. deal, and obey. There's the obey, the submit, that whole deal. And it goes both ways. Yeah. Um, love your wives, respect your husbands, that kind of a deal. Mm-hmm. So in a marriage, don't you want to make your wife happy? Yes. Yes, I do. Don't you? <laughs> well, yes, I'm just, yes, I'm just throwing do. that out there. Maybe when people say that, they're just trying to make their wife happy. And like you said, we both have strengths and weaknesses. So if like I'm really strong in, let's say, decorating the house or something, which I wish I were a little stronger on that. Yes, but, so do I. Um, and you <laughs> deferred to me. <laughs> Let, maybe use a better example. Um so maybe it was a question about what the kids do during the day or something like that. And you yeah. would defer to me because I'm, that's kind of my wheelhouse, sure. you know? And, um, so if you're making me happy by deferring to my authority, then I don't think there's really a problem there. Yeah. You feeling me? Yeah. So you kind of just play yeah. to each other's strengths and make each other yeah. happy. And, and the reason we're, we're going after these isn't to judge or criticize people who say these things. It's to, it's to kind of call our attention, mm-hmm. to call your attention to like, what are you saying and, and what's behind it? Yeah. Right? So there's happy wife, happy life. There's the old ball and chain. Oh please, that yeah. Is the when when worst. somebody drops, when some dude or the says, old lady, the, the old, old lady, the old ball and chain. Or, you know, you know the old lady, the old ball and chain. When somebody makes a comment like that, what's what happens for you, honey? Well, uh, not a, not what's a whole lot that? of not a whole lot of good. Um, honestly, it seems like. When people say that, I just want to punch them in the crotch. Wow. <laughs> I'll give you a ball and chain. Ba-ding! 
Okay. <laughs> Have we derailed? <laughs> I'm not sure we were ever on the rails. <laughs> no, but um, I'm just... Yeah, I I really feel like. What do you think's behind that? When somebody <laughs> like like, what's the problem with the old ball and chain? Well, I feel like they're just covering up or like shifting responsibility. Like, let's say guys want to stay out a little later, and they're like, "Hey, Bill, you want to stay out till ten or something?" He goes, "Oh no, you know I got to get home. The old ball and chain will be mad, or you know whatever." I think it's usually like a way to shift responsibility when you don't want to take ownership of something. Yeah, you're like giving the old wax on, wax off yeah. kind of deal. Yeah, and so it's like. Just say you're tired. You want to go home. Don't like make your wife sound like a nag. Yeah. Because of it. Um, and I think it's kind of like if you think of actually a ball on a chain, obviously it's like somebody who's in jail and they have a ball and chain or whatever. But if you think well, they're technically they'd be out on work release, but the ball, oh, the yeah. ball and chain <laughs> is just there so they can't run away. Oh yeah, that's right. Well, but it's a connection. There's actually a connection there between the chain. I, I know this is a stretch, but I'm wondering if their heart behind that is like they're talking about like their marriage is a, an important connection for them. And they're just trying to say it in a way that's funny and doesn't sound too vulnerable or... Mm. It doesn't, you know, scare them too... They're not too touchy-feely. Yeah. The old ball and Heaven chain. forbid, heaven forbid, a man say, guys, I've really enjoyed uh, hanging out with you tonight, but I'd rather spend the rest of my evening with my beautiful wife than with you schmucks. It, does, it doesn't... Heaven forbid. It's not as catchy. <laughs> yeah. So it's it a shift in responsibility. I think you're right. It's a shift in responsibility. You know... But here's the thing with all these, and I'll, I'll, I want to touch on one other before we kind of unpack the rest of, of it. Yeah. Um, the, the, the place where, you know, somebody says something like, well, you know, you know who really wears the pants in that family? <laughs> or, well, you know how my husband is? Or, you know how my wife is? And, um, you know, all, there's probably a hundred others. Sure. But but the thing, the thing, the reason these these kind of dismissive, disrespectful, demeaning, shaming thing statements um, bug me so much is at the heart of it, you're speaking ill of somebody that you love. Yeah. What? And, and here's the deal. I, I've seen it a lot of times with, with both sides, with, with men and women, where those comments, the, they're, they're passive aggressive comments. And what, what's really happening is the bitterness and resentment is leaking out of their relationship, out into their lives, right? And so we start telling stories. Oh, my wife did this. Oh, my husband is so blah, 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 blah. He did this, blah, blah, blah. And we start basically venting is what people will call it. But sure. 
but really we're we're hurting. Yeah. We're frustrated. We're hurt. We feel alone. We feel disconnected from a spouse. And um, we basically start complaining and speaking ill of them. And then what happens? The friends around us... They change their attitude towards that person. They change their attitude towards that person and towards their spouse. And they start to collude with us. Right. Right? And they start to participate in this story that we're creating. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah, she is kind of a pain in the butt. Oh, yeah, he really doesn't understand you. you know? Yeah. And what it does is it leads us down this path towards two different trails, yeah. towards two different directions. It's, it's a subtle way of, of, of opening the door to division in the relationship. And you know what a problem with that too is, is like, if I have an issue with you and then I call up my girlfriend and I vent, quote unquote, um, chances are, you know, an hour from now, you and I talk it all out, we make up, and then two hours from now, it's in the distant past. Mm-hmm. And then that girlfriend, the next time they see you, they're like, "Oh yeah, they're oh, carrying. They're still carrying that lady. He's yeah. such a jerk." And blah blah blah. And then the next time you even have a hint of anything going wrong, it's like, "Oh yeah, he's always a jerk." And you're like, "Or, or the other side of the story from? happens. Instead of us coming back together and 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 you know Resolving. clearing, creating resolution and clearing the air." We go off our own different ways and basically just fan the flames and burn things to the ground, right? And we just, we magnify the problem, right? We overcomplicate it, we draw it out, and it's, it, instead of a simple, it's every romantic comedy, right? Sure. He didn't show up. Well, because he did, but he thought you meant the Starbucks on 8th and you were the, the one on 7th. Right. <laughs> you know, it, it's it's it, it's it's every romantic comedy. There's some miss and then it turns into this crazy scenario. Yeah. And then at the end you you find resolution. And they come back together. If in the beginning you could just bring it in instead of blowing it out before you bring it yeah. in. Yeah. You can save yourself a lot of heartache and stress. Absolutely. And damage in your relationship, really, because... And here's the thing. Even even when it's not this whole big story of going our separate ways and complaining to our friends about sure. things, even when it's just, well, you know, the old ball and chain doesn't like to let me loose for very long, or so one of these kind of cliched comments, do you, do you just... Can you hear the the bitterness, the resentment in there? Can you hear the contempt, mm-hmm. yeah, and the critical tone, and the judgment, and the defensiveness? Yeah, I'm just wondering as a challenge for I mean for us too, just to be aware of the the um, comments that we say. But I would just say as a challenge for our listeners. Mm-hmm. Um, just be very aware of the comments that you're saying that you think are a joke or funny mm-hmm. or it's just a cliche or it's just a this or it's just a that or 
so what? I said that to my buddy, not a big deal. We were at the gym or we were at the bar or, you know, that's how we, <laughs> that's how we talk, you know, or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would just, I would just di- challenge you to dial up the awareness on some of those comments that you drop and, and what you'll notice is a certain kind of awkwardness that shows up in the space. Mm. You'll notice, I'm betting, that there's a little layer, or maybe a big one, of awkward laughter. (laughs) Oh boy, Danielle's going off about Justin again. Right? Mm. Yeah. Right? You've got because the laugh track the in your head, but... Here's uh, the deal. Oh, yeah, it's a harmless... It's harmless. It's no big deal. Yeah. It's no big deal. Here's here's the problem. It kind of is a big deal. It really kind of is. Because, yeah. you know, a marriage is supposed to be, in, in my humble opinion, uh, the way I read it, uh, a marriage is supposed to be this uh, impossible connection of two crazy individual different people with the pursuit of becoming one. Yeah. Not not peeling away all of our individuality or our uniqueness, but actually coming together in an inseparable way. And when we when we make jokes and critical comments and it leaks out in our lives and we let bitterness and resentment and criticism and contempt and stonewalling and defensiveness you know, so if you're ripping on the other person, you're really ripping on yourself you're too. You're ripping on yourself, and <laughs> it, it's 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 dishonoring one another. It's and, dishonoring and it's, the it's relationship. It's inviting a spirit of divi- divisiveness mm-hmm. into your relationship. So you wonder why things aren't good. Mm-hmm. It's because these little things are showing up, mm-hmm. right? So uh, it, it's it's uh, it's not supposed to be that way. It's just right. not. We're supposed to have each other's backs. Right. We're supposed to be shoulder to shoulder in the battle. Right. And and when we say when we rip on each other, it's just it's so completely undermining all the intimacy and connection that we try to build with every date night and every romantic moment and every, you know, vulnerable communication that we have and and yeah. every great great night of passion that we have and everything else, one little comment like that can just spark a whole domino effect yeah. in the relationship. And our words have power. Yeah. God created everything basically by speaking it. And I would just, I mean, not only challenge our listeners to have that awareness up a notch of, you know, what are those words that you're saying? But if you find out, like if something comes to your mind that you're like, oh, I do say that or I do that, just my my challenge to you would be own up to it. Yeah. Go to your husband or wife and say, listen, I didn't know what I was really saying here, but I feel like this is this is not the right thing to do or not the right thing to say. And I apologize. Will you please forgive me for that? And um, I I don't want that for us. I want more for us. I want us to have that intimacy and connection and oneness that you spoke about. Mm -hmm. That's what I want for us. I don't want 
sarcastic, rude jokes behind each other's backs. That's not what I want for us. And I'm sorry, I was oblivious. I didn't even know that I was harming us, but I was. And can you please forgive me? I don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. 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 And, and you know, it, it's in, it can be innocent. It can be completely, we can be completely obtuse to what we're doing. Sure. And then there's a layer of like, yeah, I kind of know, but it's not a big deal. Right? Yeah. And then there's the layer of, you know what? We've, we've got some serious stuff that's been going on in our relationship for a long freaking time. Mm-hmm. And the only way I have to cope with it is... Make a joke. Is to make a joke or, you know, make a sarcastic comment or, or, or just be straight up critical. Right. You know, if that's happening, man, I, I just... I, I, yeah, again, I want to challenge it. Like, let's find a way to, to process that together. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like... Uh, so it's not easy. No, no. And it, it's not like flip a switch and, okay, we're never going to make these these comments again or anything like that. But we need a way of communicating with one another where we don't feel missed, right? Where we see and hear and know each other, where where we can share our hearts and be courageous and vulnerable in the relationship. And then the other side of it is is actually being able to stand up and go, you know what? I I had a great night tonight and I, I'm going home to my lovely wife and my kids whom I love. Sure. <laughs> right? Or, uh, you know, no, my, my husband m- misses the mark every now and then, but he's a, I love him. He's an amazing guy. Yeah. Right? Speaking the truth in love about one another isn't an excuse to, to crap on each other. <laughs> No. It's it's it what it really means is to is to speak what is true about the core identity of a person, about who God created them to be. Their best. Yeah. To call them forth to be their best. So, you know, this is this week we're launching Legendary Marriage Academy. Woohoo! And it's it's uh it's it's exciting for us. Um, and we've had a few of those moments where I've, I've, I've wanted to make jokes about some of the, the challenging circumstances that we've had ourselves in. Oh, sure. Over the last couple of weeks. Like it's, it's been a very intense really month yeah. of getting everything put together. Um, but, uh, LMA is, is this inc- incredible collision of our, experience being married for over 15 years and just everything we've learned with you know half a dozen different certifications and licenses and and all the things we've studied um, and just doing life going through ups and downs and 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 everything um, along with all of the coach training that we've gone through the coactive coaching model sure and all built on top of our our foundation in faith in who God is and who yeah. he's made us to be and what his design for marriage is and everything. And so we're really excited to bring it. And, uh, you know, what it is at the, at the core is an opportunity to develop the skills to be able to communicate and bring clarity to your relationship, 
to bring vulnerability and courage and 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 just um, authenticity yeah. to your relationship, to deepen your relationship, and then a framework to look at each area of life and and really take it from where you are, get get honest about where you're at. And look at the places where you've hurt each other and where you need to bring some healing and restoration to it. And then look toward the future. What do you want it to be? And then get into real action, practical, tactical um, uh, action together to make that section of your life better. And and then really a, a way to hold accountability with one another that isn't about being nagging or or, or um, harsh with one another, but it's actually about holding one another to the best that we have. Yeah. About calling one another forth, speaking the truth in love. And, you know, we're just, we're ridiculously excited to, <laughs> to, to bring this to the world. It's been four years in the making and, um, you know, it's just, I, I can't, I can't, recommend my own program highly enough wow honey what a great what a great recommendation i think it's great legendary marriage academy brought to you by legendary marriage academy (laughs) um so that's the big pitch i just want to say if if you're finding yourself in these places of you know dropping these kind of cliche comments and and you're feeling the bitterness, the resentment. You know, maybe things are really good, too. Maybe your relationship's really great. LMA is a chance for you to get more intentional and build it and deepen it and make it even better. So we hope you'll check it out. Just hit legendarymarriageacademy.com and uh, you'll see a link to find out more and get registered. Have a great week. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of the Legendary Marriage Podcast. We're thrilled to have you with us on the adventure. This is Danielle and Justin reminding you, don't settle for an ordinary marriage. Make yours legendary. Legendary.